This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. It's Casey. Thank you for shining on today. Did you know hypnotherapy can help you on dates? So says Dr. Tranquility. Dr. Lydia Belton says it can help with all your relationships, and she's going to join us a little later. Now, here are a few thoughts to mull over on this day. What if what you're going through right now is actually a door into another better world? What if? Something to ask yourself. Who would you be if you did not judge yourself, even at your worst? What would it feel like if you were to own your own magnificence? Name it and claim it. These ideas come from Elliot Robertson, who wrote Say Yes to Life, Seven Keys to Living Full Out from Within. He uses his life now to coach others to love themselves into a better life. In my youth, I was having a really miserable time. I was um, full of a lot of self-judgment and criticism. I even thought that I was too thin to qualify for a romantic relationship. That's how harsh my self-judgments were. But I'm just passionate about helping people go beyond self-judgment, release self-judgment, and move into a life of not being bitter or self-judging. You thought you were too thin to date? Pretty much. I know. It was really paralyzing. And I think there are a lot of uh, teenagers out there who, not everybody, but uh, a lot of people have a lot of self-judgment, not necessarily body image. It can be anything. Mm. And so I work with teens to help them um, move beyond that. Right. Wonderful. You know, everybody's saying, well, he's a guy because there's never been a woman who thought she was too thin to date. That's for sure. Uh, Yeah. The the line everyone gave all the time was, you can't be too rich or too thin, and it just didn't compute or land on my radar. How did you go from that place of self-judgment to a place of of self-acceptance and and a place where you can help others? What turned it around for you? Uh, I believe that that, at least for me and for many people, spiritual growth can be a really gradual process. And so it's not necessarily easy to sometimes identify a specific moment that turned everything around. Part of it for me was definitely just absolutely recognizing at some point that if I stayed on the trajectory I was on and didn't make some changes in my ownership of where I was on the path, that things wouldn't change. Wow. So you you gradually had your own self-awareness that you weren't traveling to a pretty place. Yes. And so basically I kind of managed to get out of the bubble. The bubble was really just not questioning questioning my judgments, and I moved into a place of uh, greater acceptance when I realized that the self-judgments were optional. Yes, self-judgments are optional. So now, thank you, you say, say yes to life, seven keys to living fully out from within. I don't want all the seven keys because we want people to go and buy your book, right? That's right. <laughs> so give me a few of the keys. Let's let's get our motor running. Let's start up an engine of some kind. What can you give us today, Elliot? Thank you. One of my favorite keys is say yes to your uniqueness. And 
saying yes to your uniqueness is saying yes to the human self and the human uniqueness and also saying yes to the divine qualities that are within you the unique way in which glory shows up there's a unique way in which magnificence can be expressed through you we're all like roses you know we all have that magnificence within us the glory of god you know that we're born with and at the same time each rose in the rose garden is different and has its own uniqueness so i really like to encourage people to first of all notice their magnificence and glory and the uniqueness of it and, and then celebrate it yeah it, sometimes it's hard for people to own it yes we need to name and claim uh, not only the shadows within us, but um, the warts and the imperfections, but also the magnificence, the power, the nobility, the beauty. So it sounds like you have a deep connection with your source and creator? Yes, I would say so. And what does that look like? What does your relationship with source look like? I just think of myself as a ray from the sun. I think of everyone as a ray of sunlight coming from the sun. And so that gives me a chance to be grateful to the sun for my existence. Now, what do you do when you encounter someone who's uh, more like a thunderclap than a ray of sunlight? The need is always to, um, the need is always to just embrace ourselves exactly as we are, embrace the feelings that we're experiencing, and have nothing but compassion for ourselves. So if there's some irritation going on or some bitterness that's being experienced, or something that is getting in the way of uh, easy existence, the light, effortless floating from sun to earth or wherever you're going. So if something that's interfering with a lovely experience of the journey, then what's called for is just uh, for us to be accepting of what's going on, be accepting of the negative feelings, the bad mood, and embrace whatever it might be in the way of, um, of the light, easy experience, whatever might be weighing us down. You know, it's funny. This is, um, this is an idea that I am just learning right now in life. In fact, I have a sticky note on my desk that says, accept this moment as if you chose it. Beautiful. And you can accept the moment as it is. Yeah, it's very, very, very empowering because then you stop fighting it. Like even if, even if you're fighting with yourself, you know, you yeah. can just say, well, I accept that I'm fighting with myself. And, and it's like putting half your weapons down. Say yes to life. Seven keys to living full out from within. Um, what does living full out look like for you? It's really just being fulfilled and satisfied and content with uh, who you are. It's about falling in love with who you are. Okay. Can we fall in love with the parts of us that are kind of, um, I don't know, prickly? Can we, can we fall in love with our, with our bumps and bruises and warts? I think it's possible. It's certainly a good idea to begin with just approaching that voice within you, that part of you with a complete, unconditional permission for that part of you to be exactly as it is. Very similar to what you were saying just a moment ago about not fighting anything. Right. So that's the first step in the journey to falling in love with yourself completely, uh, is just saying you have the right to be exactly as you are. You can be prickly, you can be bruised, you can be feeling like you're a victim, you can be crying in pain, and you have the absolute right to be that way, and I'm not going to ask you to change. Nice. 
Nice, nice. You know, during this time of people having been, you know, locked up in their homes for five weeks or more, I think a lot of people have done a, a lot of soul searching. And I think when they get back to freely moving around into their lives, they're not going to take all the things that they had um, piled up in their in their previous life. Do you know what I mean? That would be wonderful. I certainly had an experience when I was laid off from a job a number of years ago. And I was, of course, in that moment of getting laid off, really discombobulated and frustrated and all upset and panicking. But within an hour, I decided, it just occurred to me from out of nowhere, that this may have been something that the angels had choreographed and there might be something better waiting for me uh, beyond that. I think it's possible for us to be open to the possibility that the angels may be choreographing things we don't like, such as being stuck in our house all day. Really? Oh, I like that thought. Yes, because it's so necessary, it's so important to do that if you want to be in a happier uh, disposition. It really does help, and it is a choice. It can be difficult to shift into a more positive outlook on things sometimes. And I do have a trick that can be very helpful to making that shift. Give it to me? Yeah. Uh, You know, the mind will always, if you say, well, what if this is a doorway to a better world? The mind is apt to just shut it down and the gates go down and the mind says no. The mind is very skeptical and analytical and doesn't want to hear anything like that. However, if you can engage the mind with a what-if question, it's not going to shut the door in your face. You can say, what if? This is a moment when the door is being opened to a new possibility. All sorts of what-if questions can be asked at this time. What if this is a chance for me to step into my power in a new way, or to, or just to take a look and reevaluate and reconsider what I treasure? And you know, maybe I'll end up finding that I treasure relationships more than my going after money and going after possessions. So if you just phrase everything and frame it in terms of what if, that sidesteps the mind. It can be very powerful. All right. Elliot Robertson, I'm going to make a cross stitch of the words what if and hang them prominently in my home. Wonderful. Or you can just take a post-it note and put it on your, on your refrigerator and your bathroom mirror. That's probably exactly what I'll do because I don't know how to cross stitch. Uh, <laughs> how do we find out more about you? Yes, you can go to the, work, the book's website, www.sayeftolifebook.com. And when you go there, you can just, even if you're not interested in the book, you can just check off the box that says, please send me a free 15-minute guided visualization. It'll take you to a deep place that has lots of affirmations. So that might be really helpful to listen to, you know, for a few days. In any event, the website to go to for your free gift is www.sayestolifebook.com. Sayestolifebook.com. Thank you, Elliot Robertson. It's so nice to get to know you. I appreciate very much what you're doing for the world. Oh, Elliot Robertson, say yes to life. What a sweetie. Elliot says, to say yes to life is to fall into your heart, to fall into the place within you where you are most fully human and most available to encountering the world with love. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you for shining on today. This is where I usually tell you about all the things I have coming up on the calendar. Well, (laughs) the calendar's just a little bit empty until August, when I hope to have two weekend retreats for women. We shall see, you know. 
What will be, will be. Maybe we'll find a new way of doing things. Meanwhile, Let It Shine, Inc. is keeping me busy gathering love and giving it away. We have the Mother's Day drive through celebration this weekend in my hometown of Verplank. And as soon as that is over, I'll think of something else. Find more at Casey.co. Now meet Dr. Tranquility. She has a hypnotherapy protocol for relationships. Hypnosis for dating? Well, hypnosis and hypnotherapy is a wonderful way to modify behavior without doing it consciously. So it's a very relaxed state. You're aware of everything that you're being told. If you disagree with it, because at its core, hypnotherapy, all hypnotherapy, is self-hypnotherapy. That's why meditation, all of these forms are so akin. When you're driving down the road and all of a sudden you realize that you're kind of zoning out, you're in a hypnotic state. Right. But if we disagree with it? If you disagree with it, you will either wake up or reject what you were told in suggestion. So it's the stage hypnotists have scared people <laughs> into believing that that you can be manipulated into doing what they want. Right. So when and, people so when people get up and cluck like a chicken, even the right. shyest of people, it's because some part of them has agreed to say, "I'm going to go with this." I'm going to go with this. I want to be a part of the act, or I want to see what it would feel like. I want acceptance in this room. One of those things. Right. And certain people are more suggestible than others. So what they do in the beginning of that act is they run a test. And we run them, too. Um, you run them to find out how suggestible a person is Yeah. when you're working with them. All right. What does that test look like? It's an exercise where we'll give you, it can be, uh, there are several, but we will simply have you relax and suggest that one hand is heavier than the other. All right. And And, if if I say, yeah, you're right. Well, if you move your hands, we have you put your hands out in front of you. And if one hand does go down, we can tell by the rate and the distance, the separation, how uh, susceptible you are to hypnosis and hypnotherapy. But remember, your hypnotherapist is a therapist. So they want the best outcome for you. Your stage hypnotist is a hypnotist. They want to put on a good show. Gotcha. They're totally different applications. <laughs> All right. So once you find somebody is uh, fairly open to the process, you can mm-hmm. you can help them with what behaviors? You can help them in their dating and relationship to have healthier boundaries. And you know, remember, people, healthier boundaries doesn't mean that we still don't make mistakes. It means that you catch them more quickly yeah. and more successfully. It helps with weight loss, Adele just lost all of that weight and she said in numerous interviews what she truly believes was at the core of her success was her hypnotherapist so and what's beautiful about hypnotherapy is while you're working with the subconscious the conscious mind doesn't feel invaded it's not someone pushing you around it's you coming to a successful conclusion on your own I really have to put a lot of trust in you then. I have to put a lot of trust in Dr. Lydia to know that she (laughs) knows exactly what I want. Yes. It's important that you trust. Here in New York State, there's been a push that using hypnotherapy or hypnotic anesthesiology, as I do, it it shouldn't be licensed. Personally, I disagree with that, and in many states it is licensed. 
So you're giving over your mind for a moment with your permission to another human being to help modify behavior. So that's what you're actually doing. But then you also trust another human being to put a medicine in your body that's accurate. And you trust another human being to listen to your problems you know, and not repeat them in the therapeutic model. You're trusting other human beings all the time. So this is a trust in that person and in yourself. And just as if you're dating in any any relationship, you want to feel comfortable and safe and that you can trust that person. And I say this to people who come in to see me all the time. You know, in all your other situations with any practitioner, you know, medical doctors, therapists, Um, nail technicians, if you choose to talk to them, but they're not practitioners, or your hairdresser, you have to have trust in a person to even open your mouth. So when you go in to see a practitioner who studied and has the background to take it further than a friend or um, a nail technician, beauty person, you have to, you want to have a sense of balance. And if you don't feel that it's balanced enough and that while you admire what they're able to bring to the table and how that's going to help you, leave and find another. Right. The beautiful thing about today is that there are tons of people doing everything. So find the practitioner that you feel safe with. Right. Find the one that works for you. Okay, so when you're, say, working with someone who wants to lose weight, are you putting a new suggestion into their mind? How is it working? Yes. You're putting a healthy suggestion into their mind. And this is not a one-time thing. And I know there are a lot of people out there who do it successfully and do it but have people come and do one session with them and they're fixed, they're cured. No, you cure yourself. And it's, I recommend six to eight weeks. I have a date therapy model, which just works with your boundaries and feeling safe and comfortable to say what you're looking for in a relationship, which saves you a lot of time, (laughs) whether it's online or regular dating. That's three sessions because basically we know at work core what we're looking for. And a lot of it's just stress management and anxiety relief around dating. All right. Yeah, you mentioned that before, that you can help people establish boundaries uh, through hypnotherapy around healthy relationships. What's that look like? What kind of what kind of words are you saying then? <laughs> it depends on the individual. That is a very personalized uh, protocol. You know, I do have hypnother- certified hypnotherapists out there using my date therapy protocol in London and Florida and California. But... They're also therapists and hypnotherapists as well. So you're taking the person in, you're sitting them down, they've answered a series of questions, what they're looking for, what their goals are, what their past relationships have looked like, and then you take them into this warm, wonderful, relaxed state, and you're helping them accomplish those things. And what's beautiful about hypnosis is your body really doesn't lie. So you can try to convince yourself of a lot of things, but when you're in a relaxed state, your body gives me signals and cues that tell me, okay, this is something I need to go back to. You know, there was a twitch there. There was a hand movement. And very often later in in the process, we'll ask you, you know, you moved your hand. What is the issue here? And you'll answer. And you'll say what the issue is. Or I'll tell you, you know, let's talk about this a little bit later in our session. And after you've come, you know, moved back into the more conscious state and we're sitting up and talking, you'll tell me 
what it was because you'll remember. All right. So but, are you saying the body is as conscious as the mind is? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So so you're you're in your hypnotherapy mojo there. <laughs> you're doing your thing and you see yeah. somebody's hand twitch. That's the body telling you red flag? Yeah. It's the body telling me that there's an issue. And so I will go back and find out what that issue is. Because remember, in, hip, in hypnotherapy, well, for me as a practitioner, there's no ego. So I want to know why you just moved. That's important to me. It may be something that I can use as a foundation. It may be telling me that you've gone through a past experience and we might need to take a look at it because that could be what's blocking you now. And the beautiful thing is if you don't want to remember, we all, well, I give suggestions that when you want to remember everything from this session, you will remember. But until that moment, your mind will hold it for you in a safe place, and it will release it as needed. Okay. So, and that's because in hypnotic anesthesiology, you're dealing with things like PTSD, pain management, childbirth. You, you know, so you're dealing with a whole um, array of things and traumas, experiences, and you don't want to bring them all to the fore. The mind is has real is brilliant, right? And it knows when people can remember and when they can't. Right, when and, they're it, not and ready. It also, I, I've learned the mind cuts memories up in little pieces and stores them yes. in di- different parts of your brain because the trauma would knock you out if you remembered it, it all at once. It would. That's exactly right. So and when you're ready, it will show you. Right. When you're ready and As safe. Ready. And, and if you work to put the pieces back together because part of you knows there's another piece, there's another piece. Now, you talk about hypnotic anesthesiology. What is that? You're not performing operations on people. <laughs> no. Hypnotic anesthesiology is indicated when someone is going through a severe trauma. It is a longer-term protocol because you're usually moving more slowly. Um, you can be dealing with PTSD, phantom limb, childhood trauma or abuse. This is part of uh, past life regression. I do not do that work. But some people use it and apply it into that model. It's a way of helping your client or patient deal with the stressors in bite-sized pieces but get real grasp and get a handle on whatever it is. A beautiful application of it was I was working with a young mother. She was a producer on network TV. She was happily married, had their first child, and found herself pregnant again. And she wasn't sure that she wanted to be pregnant again, and she was feeling a lot of guilt about that. And we started working with her relaxation around the birth, and she was terrified to go through labor again. It had been so horrible for her. And she, we worked around that and her acceptance and, and awareness and tolerances. And at the time that she went into labor, and they lived in this beautiful old farmhouse, she was coming down the back stairwell and slipped, oh. fell down the stairs, breaking her collarbone. Ooh with the phone in her hand and remembered the techniques that I had taught her in hypnotic anesthesiology, applied them and had a pain-free childbirth. Wow. And broke her collarbone in the process of falling. So it's someone, when you work with people, you do want to, especially if they're using hypnotic anesthesiology, make sure that they're credentialed because it is a very intense work. But it's beautiful and it's, it's much quicker than you know, therapy for 
10 years, and no one's saying that that's a bad model either. These two things can work hand in hand. Dr. Lydia Belton is Dr. Tranquility. Visit drtranquility.com. So we like to end Let It Shine with an inspiring quote or message. And we invite you now to send in your inspiring quotes and messages. I so appreciate that. Gives me a little less work to do. And your ideas are inspiring to me. So please send your quotes to casey.co, K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. There's a contact link from that website. So uh, I got an email from a listener who will not be named. And I'm not naming her because I didn't ask her permission if I could use these words. Because she might have given me a hard time about using her words, but she was sending me a newsletter that she knew I would appreciate, and I did appreciate it very much. But it was what she wrote about the newsletter that just uh, nailed me to the floor, you know? So I'm going to share these thoughts with you from a listener as we continue to pay attention to what we're going through with this global pandemic and what our reactions are to what we're going through. This listener wrote, Many of us feel we're supposed to be unraveling some great master plan right now and feel frustration that we aren't quite there yet. It's a fact that we can't focus on higher level things if we're in survival mode. We know this to be true. So maybe what we're supposed to do right now is to be quiet observers. Maybe we are supposed to be feeling and watching and observing to be prepared for what comes next. Maybe we are supposed to be getting to know ourselves on a deeper level with most of the outside noise eliminated so when the next new normal hits, we'll have the knowledge to make the right decisions. This makes sense to me. Obviously, the disease and loss are heartbreaking and the fear of what will happen economically is present and the trauma is acknowledged. On the other hand, though, living simply feels so incredibly right. I'm feeling that as time goes on, more and more people are arriving at this truth. I'm certainly there. Shazam. I wish I could tell you who wrote that. Maybe she will out herself one day by writing a book or a blog. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you for sharing your thoughts with me. Love one another. Happy Mother's Day. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260 and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.